This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Now the horn, 512 Friday, you know what that means. That means Patrick the Idillionaire plays jams from local bands and artists that you have a chance to see live right here in the ATX. Who are jamming right now, Patrick? This is Curtis Lee, and he is playing Saturday at the ABGB. Going to bring some friends along, have a jam out. It's going to be a good time. I like this. It's nice. Uh, what's the name of this song? Uh, Proof. This Proof. is uh, his last single. It's, yeah, it's really good. Curtis is a super talented guy. Yeah, this is. Uh, I like this jam. It's got a good groove, too, especially on a Friday. And that's what 512 Fridays are all about. You can sound really cool in front of all your friends if you just keep up with Patrick on a 512 Friday. And they're like, man, what do we do tonight? We got no plans, nothing to do. And you're like, hey, man, I know these really cool... Uh, uh, band that's playing at this really cool spot and everybody go damn man he's really in the know you really just know what patrick's doing on the 512 friday so we're peace rate yeah. um he'll make it all of us look a whole lot cooler 512-337-3776 that's how you hit us on the specs text line you also can hit us uh via twitter harch is at hardball harch in the twitterverse patrick davis the idillionaire it's patrick davis if you want to reach out to him and i'm at rod babers in the twitterverse all right uh we'll talk some cowboys nfl news notes and nuggets here if we don't get to the madden ratings then we can table those and get to those in rods around the day we're gonna talk cowboys defense and offense we got sound mm. Mm-hmm. From uh, Ryan Clark, uh, NFL uh, analyst who is talking about the Cowboys defense, making a grand prognostication and prediction. And then we got some Brandon Cook sound of him as well uh, talking about that Cowboys offense this time there. So we'll get to both of those bits of audio here. Um, and then we, if we don't finish up our conversation and get to the Madden ratings, then we'll get to that in Rod's round of the day because uh, we got another 99. I believe the last. Didn't, wasn't the quarterbacks the last uh, of the position? Yes. So. so we have yeah. all the 99. We, we have all the rankings. We have all the rankings, period. Yes. Right, we might need to just devote kind of a segment yeah. to that, actually. All right, so we'll get to that coming up uh, and later on in this segment. If not, we can do that in Rod's rant of the day. All right, let's start with the Ryan Clark sound because this has got my man hard y'all giddy. And he's feeling good about the Cowboys right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been just, I've been saying the Cowboys are going to be a better defense than they were last year. Um, and they were a top five defense last year. Now what that means, you know, I wouldn't really say it's going to be the best defense in the league. Um, but Ryan Clark actually was ready to jump out on that limb. He's really high on this Cowboys defense, but maybe higher than most. And so our See, would you say that Dallas is the be- has the best defense? 
You know what? I'm, I'm a football player, so I will say this first off. We got to see them play a game. But sitting right here, right before training camp starts, I believe they have a chance to be the best defense in the entire NFL. And I don't believe there's an argument that can be put up for that. When you look at Micah Parsons now making that full transition, training the entire offseason simply to rush the passer, imagine how much better he can be that now he's not trying to play two positions each and every week. Mina, talk mm. to you about the depth that they now have in the second when last year, you know what it was? Hey, throw it away from seven. If we throw it away from seven, we are at least safe. But Deron Bland showed you down toward the end of the season that he can be a factor at the nickel position. And you had a former defensive player of the year. Dan Quinn has been sensational as the defensive coordinator yes. of the Dallas Cowboys. So much so, people speak of him being the head coach at some point. That's why Mike McCarthy's seat gets hotter and hotter and hotter. And Joe Witt, the pass game coordinator, coordinator, whether it's blitzes, two-minute, third down, always seems to be able to find pressure and capitalize by getting the ball back to the offense. I love what this defense is. I love going out and getting Mozzie Smith earlier, early in the, in the draft. This team can definitely be the best defense in the entire league, and maybe that's more important than Dak Prescott not throwing 10 interceptions. Harge, man, I don't know how long. This is when we first started working together, and... I forget the guest you brought on. You brought on the guest. Goose uh, Goslin. Was it Goose? Talking about the defense winning the championship? Yes. Mm-hmm. And my question to Goose basically was, Goose, uh, are the Cowboys closer to being a Super Bowl contender because of elite quarterback play or because of their elite defense slash pass rush? Right. And he was like, probably the latter. Yep, that was him. And I, I agree. I, yep. and that was well. That was probably like a year plus ago, yeah. and that's basically what Ryan Clark is saying now. He's saying that that the defense and their ability to rush the passer to force turnovers, by the way, led the NFL the last two years in takeaways. First defense since the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Steel Curtain to do that back in the early seventies. Yep. Um, that their ability to do that, which is uniquely extraordinary that that's a better, more stable recipe for success, even Super Bowl run success, than depending on Dak Prescott to go out there and slang his way Correct. to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. I mean, that was something that we were talking about. And we, we all know that at the end of the day, Defense wins you championships. Mm. you got to come in and make plays. Yes, you can go in there and score all the points. But you need to have a team that can go out there and stop uh, the other team's quarterback. And that's exactly where you you get different uh, takes a lot of times. Yep. But I firmly believe that if the Cowboys defense and Dak takes care of the ball, not just Dak, the offense, takes care of the ball and let that defense get strength, get healthy, and continue to, to, to be able to keep their breath, not be tired, mm-hmm. not be on the field for that long, yeah. and you can go out there and score. That is why Mike McCarthy keeps saying, I want to run the ball, because he wants to get the team a break. When you're trying to go fast, and we'll get into Brandon Cooks here in a little bit, sometimes when you score too quick, that puts your team in a, in a, a disadvantage mm-hmm. because they're not rested. Because they probably was on the field for, what, five to ten plays. They get off. You go down there and you try to score quick, or go three and out because you're rushing yourself, and they go right back out there, 
that's probably why the defense got tired last year because they were on the field so much. They you, were on the field you, a lot. You go three, you go three. Three and out, but not even a punt. You right. throw an interception because right. third and long. Right, and so now the defense is back on before you even get a punt out, and you're in the wrong territory. Mm-hmm. So they're immediately on high alert and yep. having to do it. It is just uh, a recipe for disaster. And once a team, and once a team gets a couple touchdowns on you, mm-hmm. it's easier and easier to score the whole rest of the game. It's mentally a much harder game for defense once they're going. And if you're down, man, it, it, how hard is it, Rod, on defense when the offense isn't carrying their end of the weight, and you're just like. Look, we're trying our best over yep. here. We've allowed seven points, and we're still losing. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, it's disheartening. Very. You know, it's kind of de- deflating for a defense uh, when they're not getting the offensive support they need. Uh, this, this defense, though, and some people saying the defense you know, collapsed down the stretch. The Cowboys' defense, and this is why you got to give the Cowboys and Dan Quinn and really the front office there with the Cowboys, you know, give them a ton of credit because that defense last year, it did collapse at times, but it was because they had two big issues they couldn't resolve. Well, they couldn't one. resolve the, the problem of the cornerback spot opposite Trevon Diggs. Remember, yep. they tried like six different players there. Then they were all getting cooked. They were all getting <laughs> And at one point, remember, he, he opened up the competition. Yes. To the cornerback spot. He like, ran everybody out there. Like mid-season, he was like, yeah. you know what? We're going to open yep. it up to everybody, whoever can come in and do the job. And they brought in like some, un, some free agents at the time to try yep. to fill that void. It didn't work out. Um, and what did they do in the offseason? They traded for Stephon Gilmore. Yes, they did. So, <laughs> problem solved. They said, you know what? <laughs> We're going to fix it ourselves because the people we got aren't it. Yeah. Yep. And, and now they have other options, right? The, who knows what, you know, you can move Deron Bland out there. Maybe if you want to. Uh, they liked Nation Wright, but he's got another year to develop. But now they have a former defensive player of the year to remedy that issue. And on top of injury, mm-hmm. they fi- they fixed that. That was, their, that was one of their big issues they could be picked on there. That was one of the weaknesses. The other issue was... If you're a Cowboys fan, you remember this. When Jonathan Hankins got hurt, you lost your your plug boom, boom. right in the middle yep. of that defense. You lost your kind of rock of Gibraltar in the middle of that defense. Not and, Lena. Exactly. And when that happened, and also the, the Leighton Vander Esch injuries also didn't help this, your rush defense collapsed. Mm. Your rush defense, which was something that you could depend on, it also collapsed down the stretch because of your loss right there up the central nervous system, right up your gut, yep. right, Jonathan Hankins, and then, you know, obviously, Leighton Vanderish, who last year was one of your better run defenders. Right. You can actually argue he was your best run defender. He had to be because um, you were missing all those people in the middle. You were missing a lot of guys. Yep. So what do you do to remedy that? Oh, not only did we bring back Jonathan Hankins, but also we drafted in the first round. Mozzie Smith, mm-hmm. a D-tackle in the first round. So we got two ways to fix that problem. And you got Leighton Vander Esch back, and you drafted a linebacker, yep. a young linebacker. And now it's, it's in addition to Jabril Cox, who's having a really good offseason, I heard, and Damone Clark, who you really like, and then you got DeMarvin Overshone. So you basically, in the offseason, you brought in multiple options who could, be, who could remedy your biggest issues last season, your biggest liabilities on defense last year. Yep. And now I'm looking at defense and I'm thinking to myself, they may have some problems, but they're first world problems. Last year you had, you know, a couple of Yeah, you were not you had part a, of the you first had a third world, world problem <laughs> yeah. on, on that quarterback spot. You were not spot. part of it. Yeah, and that's why yeah. I say I think this that's why everybody is high on this defense considering those were the only two issues they had last year. Yeah. yeah. And we saw uh, Bossman Fats even get into that rotation, which I am predicting on Monday or Ooh. Tuesday of Uh-oh. next week Uh-oh. when the Cowboys report, Uh-oh. we will hear the report. 
that Boss Man Fats is in the best shape of his life, and he's looking really great. Oh, oh yeah. We yeah. already got that during the- uh, I know, but I'm, I'm telling you, Monday or Tuesday, that selling. report's coming out because they're reporting to camp, and they go, oh, my God, what he did during he during the amazing. break by himself. Oh, he might be, he may win a, he may be a pro bowler. We're going to trade him, <laughs> but he may be a pro bowler. <laughs> no, I think you're right about that because I think the Cowboys be willing to trade him. Because they got, right now they have an embarrassment of riches at defensive back because they like this young mm-hmm. DB they brought in. Six Eric round Smith, pick, Eric, Eric Scott. Scott Jr., yep. They really like him apparently. There's been rave reviews about him. I mean, Another guy I, that might be traded, I guess. Well, no, I guess they can put, they, maybe they got the uh, increased practice squad now, expanded practice squad. They increased the, the expanded practice squad. So they can put him on a practice squad. Bring yep. some of those guys in the practice yeah. squad. My, my guess is they'll try and trade uh, Bossman and Fats before totally and then open up another spot for him because yeah. you get rid of the guy that has a contract coming up sooner and is a little bit older. And Hey, let's take the shinier toy. Ding, ding, yep. ding. Oh, well, the cheaper one. The cheaper. <laughs> cheaper it could be shiny, be shiny, but it's going to be cheap. It's New be. and improved. <laughs> New and cheaper at a discounted price. There ain't no doubt about that. So that's why I'm high on the Cowboys defense. Too. And by the way, it's been top five the last two years. This is not a yeah. huge you know, leap out on a limb to Correct. say, oh, you know what, man, the Cowboys defense actually may be the best in the NFL this year. No. There were just a couple of things that were holding them back from being the best defense in the NFL last season. It's and not that far-fetched. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. The, and we just talked about the two things were the big issue at corner and the big issue at interior D-line. Yep. And like I said, I, I believe they fixed both of those issues. Yeah. And I and by the way, Dan Quinn's system, guys, it, it is. I think it's the most cutting-edge system of defense, and I mean just like overall philosophy of defense in the NFL. It's player friendly. It is player friendly. You think about it, it's player friendly. Because like, players what have am great years do? in yep, it. Yep, exactly. The players are all having great years. J. Ron Curse have his best year in it. Oh, you just watched, you know, you just watched uh, Donovan Wilson. Yep. He's been maximizing the system. Leighton Vanderish. Deron Bland season. had a great Deron season. Deron Bland had a great year. All First their, year in the NFL. Yeah, all their safeties are balling yeah. under this new system. Um, yeah, all the players, that's a great point, all the players are now being maximized. They want to play for Dan Quinn because hey, they're having career years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I think a part of that is turnovers because turnovers are highly valued. And the Cowboys have led the NFL in takeaways the last two years. At first team, like I said, since the Pittsburgh Steelers steel curtain defense to do it in the early 70s. And the reason that they are able to do this is because the defense is built on confusion and chaos, and it's it's a beautiful principle. Right. Because offenses operate with efficiency, right? They need everything operating on timing, yep. efficiency. Yep. Yep. Execution is about timing and efficiency, mm-hmm. and everybody doing their job. And they, you know, even the quarterback steps are something that is is coached. How many steps they take in their drop? Uh, the wide receivers are coached on what foot, what foot to break. Break with the inside breaking route, right. outside breaking route. When they're running their routes, everything comes down to being as efficient as possible. This is all the old Bill Walsh frame of thought, and it's great. It is great if it's all clicking. But what favors defense is chaos and confusion. Hmm. The opposite of their efficiency and their timing and all that is just chaos and confusion. So you don't always have to have, you don't always have to know the result, right, of the chaos and confusion you cause. Just know that if I cause chaos and confusion, there's a better chance. The odds favor defense in that situation rather than offense because they're about precision. They're about timing in their execution, efficiency. Mm-hmm. And you just got to cause some chaos and confusion. And there's a good chance you, they gonna, you're going to screw up something for the offense. For sure. They're not built on that. Right. 
And his defense is built on confusion. They uh, One of the principles is they run more stunts and twists and games up front with their D linemen and front seven on pass plays than any team in the NFL. As a matter of fact, they've run more stunts and twists and games up front than any team in the NFL since 2018. Wow. He doesn't like to blitz. He's like, yeah, he's like, when you blitz. But he ain't you, been there that long, has he? He's only been there three no, years. No, I'm saying they, oh, they six, run since yeah. any team. Oh, any, any team, team. Any team. No team in the NFL since 2018 has run more twist stunts and games up front than Dan Quinn's defense with the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Let that sink in. That's why I'm like, wait a minute. That's yeah. what I was thinking. I was like, man, he ain't even been there. But exactly. He, now even he's Dan got his, Quinn yeah, with, his with, team. with the Falcons yeah. wasn't doing that. That is that, that is in, that, that is that's deliberate. That is yeah. I was that is premeditated. He, he really likes. I am this creating team. confusion yeah. up front. I want to create confusion. So your blocking schemes. Whenever the center sets the protection, just know the protection you set is not the protection <laughs> you need once the ball is snapped. Correct. Because we going somewhere else. Wherever mm-hmm. we set up, we going somewhere else. It is the the defensive equivalent of everything, everywhere, all at once. Correct. Throwing at you. So you're. Your what block, you think you see is not what you go exactly. See. Yeah. The blocking scheme mirrors. is confused, and then I Dan Quinn uses more three safety defense than any team in the NFL. Right. Nobody loves their safeties more than Dan Quinn loves his safeties. And you go look at it, Dan Quinn. I got this little stat today, just doing a little research about the defense. Dan Quinn's safeties, the trio of safeties, they could, they played a combined three thousand thirty two snaps in twenty twenty two. They each played at least nine hundred plus snaps. Donovan Wilson, Malik Hooker, and Jay run curse no other team had a unit play uh over 700 snaps each so those three safeties they're they're used to disguise coverages and disguise looks because you can move safeties around you can't move it's only so much you can do with d linemen you can move them post snap a lot of the time that's what quinn dan quinn does but your cornerbacks they're going to stay where they are you can move your linebackers around and that's why he likes linebackers like michael parsons demar mm-hmm. and overshone guys he can guys move around move. movable chess pieces so ah. they can confuse the quarterback so when the quarterback sets everything up and goes all right this is the strength this is the weakness yeah just so you know that's not how it's going to look once the ball is snapped <laughs> and that confusion that chaos with the blocking scheme with the quarterback's pre-snap read to the post-snap diagnosis it all leads to confusion chaos more turnovers because confusion and chaos favors defense efficiency timing and precision favors offense so if things are operating on schedule hell that's bad for the defense really bad (laughs) right that means you're probably getting your butt kicked (laughs) but that offense is clunky and there are mistakes being made think about quinn ewers in the texas offense versus baylor in the first half or versus iowa state early on clunky 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 a lot of sorts that's good for the defense Clunky. Bad for the defense is they're smooth, operating with efficiency, mm. on schedule, on time. And Dan Quinn's defense, confusion and chaos. Wow. Chaos theory, and it's beautiful. And it, and he's got a lot of pieces to play with. Yes, so many. Yeah, he's moving them around. You're like, uh, coach, it doesn't look the same. Like right. what I'm seeing in the pre, I got about now. Instead of me having. Four seconds to diagnose the defense mm-hmm. that I already saw in the pre-snap read. Now I have maybe about two seconds post-snap to diagnose what's going on because my pre-snap read doesn't even matter anymore. Right. Gotta throw it out the damn window. And I gotta I gotta operate in real time making snap decisions and processing information twice as fast as if my pre yep. if my pre-snap read was accurate. Yep. Oh, that's why he's that's why everybody's you know, giving up the ball versus the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. He's like, dude, I'm sorry. I thought I saw something else. Yeah. And in addition to that, they're also good post-snap. 
because you got some of the best pass rushers in the league, and you got one of the best corners in the league, and you got opportunistic, hard-hitting safeties. Oh, man. Yeah. It, it, it is my favorite defense because it's built around positionless football. That's why it's unique. How good do you truly believe that this – do you think it would be – at the, you think it has the capabilities of being yeah. the number one defense yeah, yeah. in the league? Oh, yeah, easy. It's not hyperbole no, by rhyme. No, yeah. no, no. I could easily see that happening yeah. next season. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's get to this Brandon Cooks sound real quickly while i got a little time. Um, okay, so Brandon Cooks actually uh, was speaking about his time with the Cowboys so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a lot of different things. They asked him a bunch of questions, so we'll just kind of let them go rapid fire here, and we'll come back and discuss the audio. Here's Brandon Cooks. Uh, Brandon, one thing you said when you got there to Dallas was better late than never. How close were you to being a Cowboy in the past? Right off the bat, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, I would like to think it was pretty close last year uh, before the trade deadline during the season. But, uh, you know, everything happens for a reason. But I'm here now, so I look forward to getting work. Brandon, you, you played with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. You played with Sean Payton and Drew Brees. You played with our Los Angeles Rams. Thousand yards there. You played in Houston. What is Dak Prescott and this offense like compared to those others that you've been in? I mean, obviously, you know, we just had the spring, uh, you know, to get going. But you know, the biggest thing that I notice is, uh, you know, it's fast pace. Like, you know, we want to get to the ball. You know, Coach McCarthy talked about attacking, not waiting and sitting back, but going out and attack. Um, and that's what I've noticed. You know, through our practices, through our throwing sessions, um, you know, this off season. So uh, the faster, the better. And so I'm all for that. Uh, Brandon, you've you've changed teams uh, a few times here in the league, and you've been so productive every single time you've done it. I'm wondering, what are you doing now on this new team that you maybe didn't do in the past? That's a good point. I think, uh, you know, just going into year 10, being able to have special receivers around me like CD, MG, and JT, not only from a production role that I'm, I'm expected, but also from a role to be able to lead. Um, and so that's what I'm looking to bring. Obviously, you know, I just want to get back to winning. And however that looks, I'm willing to do. All right, Brandon, we saw a graphic on before 6,000 yard seasons. Is it time to get number seven? It's time to get back. But, you, you know, uh, a lot has to come with that. And uh, at the end of the day, like I said earlier, we got some special guys uh, throughout the offense and all the offensive weapons that we have. Uh, I'm just going to do what I can to the best of my ability. And when we look up at the end of the season, uh, we'll see where we're at. All right. Uh, Cowboys, this is the first time they've had three receivers on their roster who've each had 1,000 yards at any point in their career. So it, it's a prolific bunch, Arch. It's a prolific group. Look at you smiling. Man, I'm, hey, if you could Cheesy. see me, if you could see me Cheesy. on the camera, I'm showing y'all 32, baby. I'm showing y'all 32. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to what we were talking about, though. How can this offense execute at a very high level? You may have all that ability. We've seen it happen before. Are you capable of being consistent? And it, they said that they want to run the ball. We've already gone through that play action, get mm-hmm. some guys open. Mm-hmm. But when you look at what a C.D. Lamb can do on the field, when you look at what a Brennan Cooks can do on the field, this is uh, this is an exciting brand of football. The one thing that consistently – I go back to is, to me, Brandon Cooks is Amari Cooper. He's got that deep play ability for you. He can stretch the field for you. That's what you were missing when you let him go. I'm still mad Mm -hmm. that you let him go. But you're trying to correct it, but is it a little too late? Is Brandon Cooks still that guy? He seems to be. He seems to believe that he can still be that guy 
And if Dak and him can form that relationship, I already told you, they were in Dallas, I mean in uh, Atlanta. Mm -hmm. He took all the tight ends and all the wide receivers to Atlanta with him. Yeah, I hope it can happen because I expect big things from Brandon Cooks. Yeah, I just think you have two guys, well, three, that you you should be confident that they can beat man-to-man coverage consistently. Yeah. CD, yep. Brandon Cooks, and Michael Gallup. Yeah, Gallup. They're paying they paid the kind of money where they are should be dependable enough mm-hmm. that you are confident they can consistently beat man to man coverage, which means you can only double it's a mathematical equation. Football is at its most rudimentary level. You only got eleven guys, you can only double uh so many players per down. Right. And that that's means, what I'm saying. That's a problem. Yeah. So they, they present a mathematical equation that's going to be really tough mm-hmm. for defenses to solve, which is are you just going to leave Michael Gallup one on one? Sometimes Michael Gallup will get one on one consistently. Then um, Michael Gallup does, grow Michael up. Gallup, then he's got, yeah, he's got to win. Got to grow up, win your battles. He, and then you would love one of the tight ends. Hey, you know, Jake Ferguson. To step up. Jake and Ferguson. also, whether it be Ferguson, Schoonmaker. They just drafted him in the second round, right, for yep. some, uh, Michigan? Michigan, yeah. One of those guys steps up. And then you also have someone who can consistently beat one-on-one coverage. That's what it's going to come down to for the Cowboys. Yeah. Because CeeDee Lamb's not going to surprise anybody anymore. CeeDee Lamb <laughs> plays in the slot more than any other receiver in the NFL. They'll probably continue. He's really productive there, too. But also, that means they'll be trying to take him away. Hard to take guys away when they're inside. And they'll be trying to take Brandon Cooks away. But he has the speed Oof. that he can take the top off of a defense. Yeah, he can get from you. And Yeah, he Fast. really can. Yeah. yeah, And they haven't had that uh, for the Cowboys in a little while either. Um, all right, we come back. Enough Cowboys discussion. Well, not enough. We'll talk some Madden ratings because that also may be um, oh, yeah, some Cowboys discussion. Yeah, so uh, we have all the Madden ratings. We'll get into those coming up on the other side and discuss the 99s. Now we have all the 99s, which are the top players based on Madden ratings in all of the NFL. We'll discuss that and discuss why they are deserving of such high ratings. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. I want to I'm the horn. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's Rant of the Day. Hold on to your butts. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. I want to get into some of these uh, these Madden ratings uh, so we didn't have time to get to it in the last segment. And uh, Patrick sent the entire, they have the basically the database, the Madden database. All the Madden ratings are out. It's official. And we basically have 599s, which are the best players. And that's the highest you can get. Yep. They don't give out hundreds. I think Anymore. They did, they did when they first started. Yeah. I think the first Madden after that they stopped. I think believe I believe if you get like the the like the legacy package, like yep. the Hall of Famers and that kind of stuff, maybe they can be 100. Um, but I hadn't played the game in a while, I'll admit. So uh, Aaron Donald, 99. By the way, Aaron Donald's. I don't. I don't play the Madden game, so I don't know. Uh, I don't keep up with it a ton. 
but I did see this stat. He's been 99 for seven straight years. Yeah. Seven straight years he's been a 99? Dominant player. That's how you get that. That's how you get there. That's how you get recognized as that. That's wild, man. Yeah. Like, I did not realize that. So, yeah, he's a problem for real. Seven straight years. Hey, you know what? Hey, man, I I don't disagree with that. That dude's (laughs) a monster. He's got his BGO is still the, I I still think it might be the best in the league, even to him aging as an older man. He is such in in a short space that he can dominate a game and get that many sacks in a game from. The nose tackle, basically. Yeah, he's averaging. How about this? He averaged the quickest rush get off, which is BGO ball get off. Mm-hmm. 0.86 seconds of any defensive tackle in 2022 for the fourth consecutive season. He's had the quickest BGO of any defensive tackle. He has grown men peeing down their leg, bro. It's crazy. Because you know your week is going to be a mess. Yeah, man. Because you're going against that monster every every play. No, he's a menace. Yeah. He is a menace. <laughs> For sure. No doubt about it. Uh, the other uh, 99 uh, you have is uh, Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. He was Offensive Player of the Year last year, and I believe he was in the MVP he uh, was in the com- yeah he was he, he was, he was. Uh, but I don't, he obviously didn't get any uh, true uh, love and recognition there. And he, he did least, that with Kirk Cousins. And he did it with Kirk Cousins. You like Kirk Cousins I now? Do, I, I know because the quarterbacks uh, Netflix special. Now you're a Kirk Cousins fan. Man, he will not be on my fantasy wow. team, but I don't hope nobody else picks him. Now you are because he puts Cousins up numbers. Fan. No, you're not the only one who I've heard say that. Man. Most multiple people have said he comes off very well on that show. Very well. That he's very likable on that on that show. I haven't no. watched it. I'll, I'll binge it this weekend yeah there uh, we go yeah so justin jefferson on there uh patrick mahomes mm-hmm. makes it too we thought that not surprising mean, yeah. patrick mahomes stats are crazy i'll give you a couple of them since we're talking about the 99 and what makes him 99 he might end up on a streak of 99 yep. did he have it last year uh that's a great I think question he did. i think he might have had it since his mvp year Maybe. I know he, I know he's had it multiple times. He's had it already once i got i'll go back and look at it but i bet he may be on a little streak he may get on a streak well he gets it you yeah, know, five, six straight years, ninety nine. I wouldn't be surprised by it. My, I love Patrick Mahomes' stats are freaky and crazy. They kind of show hey, Otani ish, mm-hmm. uh, Wilt Chamberlain like stats right now. So I just love to bring him up anytime I can. Uh, he has the highest career playoff passer rating uh, at one hundred seven point four. Uh, he also has the highest career regular season passer rating. It's 105.7. <laughs> his career playoff passer rating, which is a record, is higher than his record regular season passer rating. He's a better quarterback in the playoffs than he is in the regular, at the regular season. Oh, yeah. Guys, let that sink in. Think about what you said. Let it sink in. Come on now. Most of the people that want to be champions That's do it crazy. in the playoffs. What do you say? We always remember what you do later in the season. mm mm that is, like I said, he's got some old freaky cartoonish stats. Oh, here's another one, too, just for you, since we're just giving up cartoonish stats about Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> he has uh, won uh, his winning percentage in games where his team was losing by double digits at any point in the game is 200 points higher than any other quarterback in NFL history. Man. You want me to repeat that stat? Y'all didn't pick that? I'll repeat it again. Say it again for the people in the back. Mahomes' winning percentage in games where his team was losing by double digits at any point in the game is 200 points higher than any other quarterback in NFL history. Mm, mm, mm. 
Hey, when you watch Dude, him on crazy, that, man. when you watch him on quarterback, mm. you gonna understand why. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, uh, the Mahomes. Uh, oh, I, okay. One more. One more. One more. Come on. One more. Okay. Mahomes is uh, stats at home uh, compared to his stats on the road. Seven point seven yards per attempt at home. Eight point five yards per attempt on the road. Two hundred ninety yards per game. At home, 314 yards passing on the road on average. His, he has a 5.8 touchdown percentage at, uh, at home, 7.0 touchdown percentage on the road, 1.7 touch in, interception percentage at home, 1.6 interception percentage on the road, 4.3 sack percentage at home, 3.5 sack percentage at home, 100.5 passer rating at home, 110.4 passer rating on the road. So every stat that I just mentioned – He's better on the road than he is at home. Who the hell is that? Hey, man. That's why he dials in. He mm-hmm. knows what it's – he loves – again, when you watch this weekend, you're going to understand why. Dude loves when everybody's yelling at him. Crazy, man. His daddy say, we built different. He built different. Built yeah. different. That is true. No yeah. doubt about that. Uh, so that's why he deserves a 99. No question. Travis Kelsey gets a 99. No. Well deserved. Getting how it from often, his quarterback. How often have not, we had, I'm going to look this up too in the break because I'm asking myself a question I don't know the answer to. I'm uh, just throwing it out there. How often two 99s on the same team in the same season? How, about, how often are two 99s on the same team on the same side of the ball? Exactly. That's yeah. the better That's part. Of that. Same yeah. side of the ball in the same yeah. season. Yeah. 99. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if Madden was kicking in when it would have happened in the, the 49ers. Cowboys or the 49ers, the 49ers back, back in the day. day. Yeah, that would make sense, yeah. Cowboys, yeah, Cowboys back in the day, 49ers back in the day. And Because the, the Patriots weren't built like that. Right. No. Maybe the Randy Rand- Moss year? Uh, Randy Moss Randy could have been. Moss but I, don't think, I don't think Randy Moss would have gotten it that year. I think You're it would have been right. the next year. Yeah. When they both would have been 99, okay. they put up those stats. I'm so maybe they got this. up to it, but I don't know if at the beginning. That's a good point. Okay, I'm going to research it. In the break, I'll figure that out. I promise. I'm on it. Uh, okay, the uh, Travis Kelsey, by the way, people don't give him enough props. Uh, how about this? He set career highs in targets, receptions, and touchdowns uh, last year, and his 1,338 yards receiving were his second most in his career. Seventh straight season over 1,000 yards. It's good to be best friends with the quarterback. No other tight end in NFL history has more has more than uh, like four thousand yard seasons in their entire career. It's great to be best friends with the quarterback. No, I'm telling you, <laughs> that is a crazy stat. I would be kicking it with Patrick Mahomes all the time too. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Somebody yeah. said Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. Just a guess. That might that should, work. That probably is on there, that too. Been, yeah. That yeah, definitely could have been. That, that makes sense. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I'm going to go look this up, though. Yeah. You know, I, I really am. I'm going to figure this out because now I'm curious. Uh, but, yeah, Travis Kelsey. And, by the way, Travis Kelsey is the best bargain uh, skill player positionally in the NFL because he's paid like a top tight end, but he's the he's the best, one of the best receivers in the game. Yeah. Like you, got, you pay him top tight end money. The average top five tight end makes fourteen point nine million per year. Average top five wide receiver twenty seven point four million per year. Which is why Jimmy Graham wanted to be paid as a wide receiver. Yeah, he's got the most receiving yards in the NFL since twenty fifteen. What? Period. Any, yeah. Any position. Yeah. 
Again, that's why it's good to be best friends with the quarterback. Yes, it is. It is good Repeat to be Repeat Say it's, a lot of people in the back. I'm going to tell you, be best friends with your quarterback wide receivers or yeah. tight ends. No matter who you're. No matter Sinners, where. Yeah, O-line, exactly. running back, ask Zeke and Dak. No, exactly. You want to be friends ask with Ask any one of Aaron Rodgers' friends. Aaron Rodgers, yeah. right, exactly. Because they he all got, getting jobs. He got like four or five of them signed with the, back, or with the Jets. And the Randall Packers. Cobb has been done in the league for about 20 years. Yeah. And he's still getting checks hey, they from still, the league. They still call him Mercedes Lewis. Yeah. He was like 43. <laughs> exactly. Hey, yeah, you're right. It's good to be friends with yep. the quarterback, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, so, and then the other uh, 99 is Zach Martin. We talked about him for the uh, Cowboys. Yep. And um, he is the only guard. He's the first guard, right, to make, to get a 99 Since in 2003. Madden. And it was Larry Allen. It was Larry Allen. Yeah. Uh, I will ask you, Dak Prescott. Six highest ranked quarterback tied with Justin Herbert for six. Told y'all. Six race. Uh better than Aaron Rodgers. That's, that's because that everybody, fair? I that's think, fair. I don't think that's fair. Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. You can't put him down there. The yeah. dude was just the MVP. It's, it's a it's an annual it's a yearly thing. So they, they, they didn't have the faith. There's it's a so chirping many, yeah. thing too. It's a let's talk mm, about it. Why is Aaron Rodgers not in there? Oh my goodness, look at it. <laughs> but then you sit here and you look at it. I've been wanting to ask you this, Rob. When you went and looked at the defensive back position, did you think they got that right? Did you think anybody deserved to be a 99? Yeah, let me check the defensive backs again. The defense, the, yeah. the highest ranked defensive back is Jalen Ramsey, and that was a 97. Are we going cornerback? Because are they going cornerback or uh, safety? Are they just going DB? DB, I guess. Mm, I don't because they said it's cornerback here. I'm gonna see. Got me cornerback. It. I don't know if it filter gives me the chance to go to safety. Hmm. On there. Well, that's interesting part of it then, because what I was looking at. Did you see the safety on there? Safeties. I guess they're using them as the defensive backs. Okay. I guess they're just putting them as. There's a free there's safety a free and a strong safety, safety and a strong. Yeah. Oh, so they divided everything up. So yeah, well, because that's in the game. Yeah, I know. There's a free and a strong, that's so that's why they did by Yeah, so I guess we got to go to like the overall ratings and see. So the overall rating I got right see, here like, is Jalen the... Ramsey, a cornerback, just cornerback. Yeah, he's I got the top one. Ninety-seven, and then okay. Jair Alexander is ninety-five. Uh, Patrick Sertain II is 94, Marlon Humphrey 93, and Sauce Gardner 93. Those mm. are the top five at that position. I, I, I think Jalen Ramsey might be a little overrated. I love Jalen Ramsey. I, I remember we had this conversation but last I think, year. About I think Jalen Ramsey is slightly, just a little bit overrated. Yeah. Um, and I probably would put Sauce a little higher. Okay. And Sauce okay. is amazing. I do love Derwin James. I Honestly, Derwin James – yeah, he deserves to be where he is. Derwin James is a freak. I love me some Derwin James. Derwin James is one of my favorite players, and I I liked yeah. him when he was at Florida State. Yeah. That's how deep I go with Derwin James. Uh, they got Patrick Sertain, though, ahead of Sauce Gardner on here, huh? Yeah. Hmm. And here he was, rookie of the year. You know? Yeah. Patrick so. Sertain is fat, fat. I mean, we're talking about – I mean, this is different between – you know, Natalie Portman and Scarlett Johansson. I mean, yeah, we're splitting both, the hairs. He's, they're we're both fantastic. The I'll tell yeah, you. I think, I think the Madden what about, guys. They treat them Madden like Mila Kunis. Yeah, the Madden guys, <laughs> not fans of uh, not fans of the Jets, apparently. Right. Yeah, maybe you're right about that. Maybe, maybe there's some, some yeah. bias. Yeah, you could be right about that. I didn't look at that. Maybe they don't like the Jets as much as everybody else does. But I, I saw Gardner to me. I'd have him a little bit higher. Uh, but that's, I mean, the DBs, year to year, that's yeah. going to change. Trevon Diggs was upset with his rating. Oh, I yeah. remember that. Trevon Diggs was upset. He did not like, I think he was like the 
eighth best cornerback mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, was not happy with his rating. I, the best thing Madden never did was get players obsessed with their ratings. And honestly, I wouldn't doubt in their front office, front office, in their executive offices, if they're trolling some players on purpose. Aaron Rodgers, exactly, because they Aaron know Rodgers. they know like either yeah. fan, the fans of that player or that player themselves will make a big deal of the ratings, right. which helps them. No doubt, because we talk right. about the ratings. Do, do, do you think like they this? were like, hey man, we need to get some more mentions and hard knocks? Just yeah. rank the Jets. Oh, Yes. <laughs> oh, that's yep. brilliant. No, that's money. That makes perfect sense. Because if I'm not mistaken, don't they, the, the, the ratings during the season, they change. They yes. do. They yeah, do. because they get updates and everything. Yeah, so. because you get like a rookie who way overperforms. Yeah, and it's, and yeah. it's stupid if you're playing the game and, 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 and you know, sucks. in yeah. November, December, and <laughs> yeah. you're like, you're like this dude is defensive player of the year, yeah. and he's like a sixty-five. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, uh, I, you know, they'll they'll change. So it's not that big of an issue, but it's 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 awesome that the players take it take it personally. In the safety position, it's Minka Fitzpatrick number one, Justin Simmons number two, uh, uh, Kevin Byard. Byard. Oh, he's a good player. Tennessee is, no, is number three. Tyrone Matthew is number four. Jesse Bates the third is number five. Our man Quandre Diggs is number 10 at an 87. Mm. And he, too, was, was not happy yeah, about sure what his numbers look like. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Quandre was <laughs> upset about that. Yeah. You don't want Quandre the Giant getting but upset, man. Thing, I love Quandre, but unless Quandre was the top safety, he yep. was going to be a little upset about <laughs> <laughs> his rating. I know Quandre will. Quandre going to be, unless he's seen as the top guy, he's going to have a problem with yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> that's why he's the man. And for the Texans, no surprise who their highest rated player is. It's Laramie Tunsil. Yes. Yep. You so, figure that left tackle. He's a 95, I believe. He'll be the highest rated player. And he's the best pass-blocking offensive lineman on the game. Yes, he is. Have, he has the highest pass-blocking grade on the game. Mm-hmm. Good for good for C.J. Stroud because I believe he's a 73. <laughs> yeah. Not thrilled about his score. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Hey, it, rookie, come on, dog. Like I said, show me. Show yep. me something, young buck. Show me something out there. Uh, I wonder what Damian Pierce was actually in running backs. Uh, he's an 83, I think. He oh, was one of the higher-ranked Texans. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not bad. He should be because he had a, a hell of a rookie year, fantastic mm-hmm. rookie year. Speaking of performance pay-based uh, pool, he might have got some of that cash, too. Oh, straight cash. Uh, okay, we come back. There you go. Some, some of the Madden Ratings. We come back, we'll get a little more off the record on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie. I want to put down the horn. Welcome back. The Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick the ID and takes jams from local bands and artists uh, and they place those jams for us and lets you know exactly how you can see these very talented individuals live and in person. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Crimson Devils, and they're playing Saturday at Sagebrush. Mm, nice. I like that. Where's Sagebrush? Sagebrush, I believe, is over there on South 1st. Okay. And... Stanley William Cannon, maybe ish, over in that area, maybe uh, that it's south southeastish. There you go, just west of thirty-five. Uh, it's called it's called uh, Google. Yeah, you Google you're gonna it. type <laughs> it in your Google me. Look, you get Google you're it. gonna type it in your your navigator anyway. That's true. You're gonna put you it don't in, know how to get anywhere. Unfortunately, you don't. We don't remember <laughs> phone numbers anymore. Remember like three of those. Mm. Everybody can remember. If you basically the over under is uh, five, is over under for how many? Numbers you can actually remember <laughs> right. in your head. Yeah, do you that are still five numbers that are still active. Can you? Yeah, that are still like actual numbers of human beings, like on at the top of your dome from your memory. I can remember my phone number. 
Okay, what about your wife's? Probably your wife. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And my kids. That's about it. Yeah. So, I mean. That's all you need? And my mama. Hey, there you go. And my mom. You might be better. You might be more than five then. I mean, I don't like looking at it. Good. <laughs> hey, look. <laughs> Call. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's exactly. Look, everybody does. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, Washington Commanders fans are happy because Dan Snyder is no longer the owner of the team. It's official. Mm-hmm. Uh, it did. Uh, the sale did uh, finalize yesterday, um, and it sold or reported six billion dollars a little over six billion dollars because of his um his his ways and his very uh i would say some of the investigator investigations findings that found that he was inappropriate um and that he violated the nfl's uh based not their conduct policy but i think under a decency clause even for their owners they fined him 60 million dollars 60 mil yeah yeah for engaging in conduct essentially unbecoming to an owner, unbecoming of an owner. It's unbelievable that all of that has gone down and he continued to, keep, number one, own the team because obviously he was the owner, but he put himself in such a bad light that even a man like Ron Rivera couldn't right the ship with all the, with all the accusations and everything else that he was going through. Mm. It's it's just it was such a bad thing and as a matter of fact somebody did the math on this. He paid 800 million for the team. He sold it for 6.05 billion. He had it for 24 years. He played 360, I mean 386 games. He had a regular season the team had a regular season record of 164, 220 and 2. He had 10 coaches including interims, 6 playoff ver- bursts, 4 division titles. Federal investigations, four. Mm -hmm. NFL investigations, two. Mm -hmm. AG investigations, three. Mm -hmm. uh, Three team names, 27 starting quarterbacks. And through all of that, he only had two all pros. Wow. And remember, you brought this up yesterday. I don't know if you said it on air or behind the scenes where – Jay Gruden said yeah, he did. He didn't even look at film and said, "We need to go get these guys." Hey, not a good valuator <laughs> talent. Hired you, Jay Gruden. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Hey, look, let's put it this way: the reason the NFL did this and they find him when they did was to try and pretend like they didn't just give a guy who was a real piece of garbage six billion dollars. Right. And that's what happened. Yep. This guy did everything wrong. He cheated. He lied. He abused. He got paid six billion dollars, and they went. Well, that's a bad story. So say we find him sixty million. Then we're the we're on the upper ground. Like, yeah, yeah, I get it. It's how America works. He beat the system. He wins. But yeah, a, a, a guy who basically did everything in his power to do things the wrong way profits very, very profits well that. very well. Yeah, I mean, no, we know that. That's I mean, people say what well, cheating cheating doesn't pay or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it does. Exactly. It does. <laughs> pays pretty well. Billion dollars. Except yeah. for sports, business, and politics. Would but other than be? that, cheating <laughs> doesn't pay. Uh, yeah, that's no. You're right about that, and it just shows you the NFL. What the Denver Nuggets sell? It's not Denver Nuggets. Sorry, the Denver Broncos sell for. What was that? Four, no, four and a half billion. Yeah. Hmm. It was like a year ago. It was like just a year ago. But I'm just saying, like, the value of the franchise. And they're, hey, we're not in the shape that the commanders are in. It's just a complete, like, part of this, though, part of the reasons why it's big is because they're going to get basically a publicly funded building out of it. 
because they're going yeah, to be able to work new it. stadium. So yeah. Denver doesn't get you don't get a new stadium with it, but the buying of the new team, you're like also the city's going to throw in all this money to get us a new stadium because you desperately need one. Well, and everybody in sports, not just in in that community of fans uh, for Washington, everybody wanted Dan Snyder out of there. Oh yeah, hundred like percent. Everybody like you're talking about. Is he the most hated owner in the history of he, pro sports? He has to be mo- modern pro sports. No, no. Uh, uh, what's his name from the Clippers? Oh yeah, Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling. Sterling. Marge yeah. shot. Marge shot was yeah. awful too for yeah. Cincinnati. But it was funny because yesterday they saw Jerry Jones coming up the stairs. He was coming up the escalator, and he said. It's a glorious day in football today because <laughs> he knew it was about to be going down. He knew yeah. he was going to get him out of there. And he's going to get some more money. And, he, yeah, and the other part of it is, too, cash flow, baby. it kind of takes some of the noise that was being brought up around all these other teams away from it because now that he's gone, do we do we have an open records uh, request that we can get for everything that everybody else was going through? Don't forget, not only Jay Gruden, don't forget, John Gruden mm-hmm. was part of the investigation yeah. as well. You're right about that. So I uh, wonder what's going to happen. Yeah. No, well, hopefully. Yeah. I think they're hoping all of it goes away. <laughs> all the investigations. <laughs> all right, we come back. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll get into some more uh, Texas football discussion on the other side. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 Horn.